I didn't know it would be a thing. It's me, Cindy. I guess I should have known it would be a thing. Not like I'm not self-aware. The seed gets planted, I'm diving in after it. So after being so vividly reminded of how very much I love Led Zeppelin and pulling out that first album, I wound up pretty steeped in listening to it for that entire week and playing it in my brain when I wasn't actually listening. So you want to guess what I've been listening to this week? I'll give you a sec to look at the title of this episode for a clue. If you guess Led Zeppelin 2, you win! I hope you appreciate this. And when I say this, I mean this. Just thought, in case you never heard enough to fully appreciate how much they brought to the table, I'll take on filling you in. They brought everything. You want more details? Okay. And every song is full of surprises, or surprising changes. Like on the second album, the second cut, What Is and What Should Never Be, is like three killer songs woven together. They change from soulful to pounding to lyrical. I mean, who does that? For as much as I always loved them, it was always very different for me listening to them instead of any other band or musician I listened to because I was usually able to sing along with whatever. But not with these guys. Not unless you're Robert Plant. I'm going to guess you also can't sing along. At least you can't sing and sound good. But it didn't matter because instead I focused on the bass. John Paul Jones. This guy was who first inspired me to play the bass. Of course, it took years, but eventually it, well, the idea of playing the bass became one of those if-not-now-when things. And I found a teacher, borrowed a bass, and started lessons. I loved Stan from the minute I walked in the room. He had one of those smiles that just brighten everything up and you can't help but smile back. And he took one look at me and he said, So, you want to learn the bass? Maybe he wasn't sure if I was a student or the parent of a student, but I said yes, and he added, like a chuckle, nodding his head. Okay, here's what I have to say. It's a lot harder to learn an instrument when you're not a kid. For one thing, you don't have your mom hocking you to practice every single day. For another thing, I think your brain gives up learning new things. You know, I'm done here, pal. It's like a learning muscle, and if you don't use it, it gets out of shape. Anyway, I'd love to tell you the lessons really paid off. I went out, I bought a bass after a couple of months. It was smaller than most with a slanted box-shaped body, and it was black, so I named it Blackie. Then I found out Eric Clapton named one of his guitars Blackie, and I couldn't believe what a copycat he was. (laughs) Copycat, when's the last time you heard that word? Back to my conquering the bass. Well, it turns out I didn't. I did have a few great evenings of plugging Blackie into this tiny little amp that I bought, and I played along with a couple of songs that I love. That was enough, because really, was I ever going to get good enough to join a band? The likelihood was slim. Plus, to be honest, once Stan told me that the bass really is the backbone of the song, and it was more about rhythm than going off on these fabulous bass lines. Oh, not that? So really, playing just for myself was, you know, good enough. And when I knew that I just wanted to mess around with the bass, Stan and I switched over to the piano, which at least I had played for a little while. Not well, but for a little while. That didn't go well either. Why did I start telling you that? Oh, I know why. Because I was talking about how singing along with a song 
uh, you know, normally it's what you do when music comes on, right? And sometimes it's like, oh, this is okay, la la la. And sometimes you're just belting it out at the top of your lungs. Or you look over at the car next to you and that guy's belting it out at the top of his lungs. I love that. And how I can't do any kind of singing with Zeppelin, which is how I wound up hearing the bass in the first place, which wasn't a bad thing. So really, the moral of the story could be, if you can't sing with the band, maybe come up with something else to do or a more generic moral. Instead of focusing on what you can't do, look around, see what you can. So, back to taking the bass lessons, sort of. You know what a pork pie hat is? You picture like a top hat, only it's not silk. It's got a smaller brim, it's only about four inches high, instead of the tall top hat, and it's flat on top. My friend Tom has worn them for years, and there's a song called Goodbye Pork Pie Hat that I've always loved, so that was two reasons to like them. And a lot of musicians I know wear them, Bobby and Steve and Jay and Jim, and what's his name, that guy, uh, oh, Walter White, the guy from Breaking Bad, which I never watched, but you know, I don't live in a cave, he wore one. Anyway, I've always loved that hat. And sort of like when I did the If Not Now When thing and took bass lessons, it was my birthday a couple of weeks ago. I was having a really sweet day. And the week earlier, I had tried on one of Tom's pork pies, and I really liked the way it looked. So, in spite of knowing the odds were really good that I would wear it out in public one time, get ridiculed, probably by my family, and then never wear it again, but because I always wanted it, I ordered it. And I felt like I had just won something, like a victory. But then it didn't come. And it didn't come. And then I get an email that says it's been lost, so do I want my money back or should they send out another one? I had to weigh the options. And as I am a girl that is hyper aware of signs, I had to wonder if this was the universe telling me to just let it go. You don't need the hat. Then I have to add that aside from a Wu-Tang Clan ski cap that I wear when it's sub-zero and I'm walking ruby, wearing a hat is way outside of the norm for me. But then so at one time was wearing a knit cap at all. And while the pork pie wasn't remotely pricey, I am notoriously, sometimes painfully, not cheap but very careful with money. And even though this was the first hat I ever bought, the Wu-Tang Clan cap was from Rekabobo. If I amateurize the price of one hat over the course of my lifetime, it's only like 50 cents a year. So I could even afford to throw away 50 cents a year. So I weighed the facts. I took the likelihood of this being a colossal waste of money, impractical, unnecessary, and quite possibly a future regret, and replied to the email, yes, please send a replacement. And when it got here, and when I came home and I found the package, and I opened it, and I put the hat on, it was like Christmas as a kid. Oh, man. It's only been a couple of days. I haven't had a good reason to wear it out yet. But I keep putting it on, wearing it for a while around the house, and I'm planning its public debut for it in the next couple of days. I'll let you know what happens. It'll be family, so ridicule is most likely going to be a thing. I imagine that, or everybody trying to protect my feelings and saying something like, Oh, nice hat. Or not saying anything at all, but wondering to themselves if I'm just getting weird. I mean, when your mother, sister, godmother shows up with a pork pie hat on, would that make you cock your head like a dog hearing a high-pitched tone like this? I suppose I have all those thoughts because that's the way my thinking would go if any one of them walked in with a hat. Not a ball cap or a knit cap, but a real hat. A pork pie hat, say. Still, right now I'm really happy I got it. There is something useful about the if-not-now-when card, which is along the lines of why wait, 
Or why shouldn't you dress up if you feel like it? Or eat in the dining room with the good silver? Or drink that pricey bottle of wine you've been saving for a special occasion? Or whatever. It doesn't have to be about spending money. It's about indulging, about doing something nice for yourself. I'm not talking like new Maserati nice. I mean, get it if you want, but more accessible, like indulging in a special kind of taste treat, you know, like a pumpkin spice latte, or spending some time with a book or music you love, or moving forward towards something you always wanted or wanted to do. If you can't remember the last time you did that, you are seriously overdue. And if you can remember, maybe you don't need the nudge because you already appreciate the value of taking care of yourself. Again, it's not about spending money, just triggering that, oh wow, kind of feeling. Now that it's getting cooler, sort of, sometimes, Ruby and I are back to walking daytime rather than evening. And with this, the longest autumn ever, we, that is to say, I, have been really loving the leaves. And every day I wind up picking a couple to bring home. I was laying them out on the counter, usually in some kind of pattern or design, taking a picture, but the background did nothing for them. So the other day I put them down on the closed laptop. And let me tell you how great a black background is for fall leaves. I mean, it is great. And even finding a leaf that's particularly colorful or especially enormous or ridiculously tiny, a solid color or gradient as if it's in the midst of changing color when I spotted it, it triggers that oh wow feeling. A bit of a thrill, tiny, but enough to register. Same with the geese flying overhead. And if I time the walk right around 3.30 or 4 o'clock, the geese are heading back to the pond, literally hundreds of them flock after flock flying over my head and then over neighbor Adele's head or house. And we both have that, oh, wow, thing. And I know this because we keep sending each other little videos we've grabbed while they're heading over. Oh, wow, really? Wouldn't you love a couple of those once in a while, if not often? No one else does that for me? <laughs> These guys. You're not surprised we're back to the beginning, are you? And after this, you know what I'm going to listen to next? Well, it sure won't be the third Led Zeppelin album, which was just an embarrassment. But maybe the fourth one. The one when they got tired of naming them and just didn't. Or the last couple they did after that. Each one has something special, except that third album. Just because Hangman was the best song on the album does not mean it's a good song. So I may work my way through the rest of the Zep catalog, or not. But I'll keep it to myself from now on. Still, hasn't this been kind of fun? You know where you can find more fun? At least fun for me. It's the It's Me Cindy podcast, and there are a slew of them to catch up on. Or you can sign up or subscribe or whatever for future episodes where it's just me sharing what I read or heard or thought or learned or listened to or just listened to again for the first time in ages because I'm just trying to help us all have a good life and a little more fun. Thanks for listening. Take it away, boys. Take it away, boys.